Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, it's really just this simple. Tell us about your favorite teacher. Who is your favorite teacher and why? Call them by name. Tell us where they taught. Tell us when they taught you and why you love them so much. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. How are you doing over there, trainer? Fabulous. Great. Why are we asking? Well, did you hear about this um, this moment that happened uh, over the weekend when Adele broke down in tears uh, during her ITV and audience with Adele special in London, um, where her teacher uh, surprised her on stage Aww. and she broke down in tears. And I just I love everything about this story, because first of all, I just love that there is a teacher that taught Adele that gets to like tell that story forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miss McDonald, um, apparently, uh, she started talking about this teacher after Emma Thompson asked her if she had anybody who encouraged her when she was growing up. And she said, I had a teacher at Chestnut Grove, which is a school in South London. And that was Miss McDonald. She got me into English literature, but she also did street dance. She was just so bloody cool, so engaging. And she really made us care. And then Miss McDonald showed up in the audience. She came on stage and Adele started crying and hugged her. And I just thought about how many of us have a teacher in our lives. I mean, everybody has a favorite teacher, if yeah, not oh, more than sure. one. I would hope you have more, but yeah. Right? And I and I wonder, I'm not a teacher, but I wonder if teachers get told. <laughs> I'm not a teacher, but some but, of my best friends are I teachers. I know teachers. Actually, it's true. It is true. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder if, you know, how often they really get the reward of being told how much they meant to people. And I and I thought, well, you know, yeah. we, could, we could do that right here. Do Why it. not? 651-641-1071. Tell us who your favorite teacher was. And what made them so special? Let's go to the phones. We've got Carrie on the line. Hi, Carrie. Carrie, who was your favorite uh, teacher? Okay, it's Carrie with a T. Oh, sorry. Hi, Terry. No problem. It um, his name was Mr. Lombardini, and he was my middle school science and math teacher. And he was very fun. Um, he told stories, uh, personal stories when he taught and made it really interesting. Mm. I adored the man. Well, he was my biological father. Wait, what? Yeah. We missed out on half of what you Did said. You All I heard was biological father. You found out he was your biological father? Yes. Get right out of town. What? I... I'm not even kidding. Um, I I had guessed it because I had no contact with who I thought was my father, nor did he want any contact with me, and I just didn't understand it. 
And one day I just thought, it's because he's not my dad. And then I remembered who my mom started dating after her divorce, and it was my teacher. And I confronted her, and she said, yes, he's your father. Whoa. Get out of town. That's like an episode I, of a podcast I'd like yes, to listen to. Yes, it is. It was. It was, uh, it was pretty shocking. That is so wild. I have so many questions, and I don't, we don't have time to ask them because we've got other callers. But, Terry, that is an amazing story. Uh, and I hope that you got the opportunity to tell him how much that his teaching meant to you and that you got to have, like, a, a relationship with him. Well, no. Okay. Well, I did tell him how much he meant to me at one time, and um, he never responded because I was a deep, dark secret, and his kids didn't know about me. Oh, wow. Marriage. So, so it never came to fruition, but interesting story. That It sure is. Thank you, Terry, for your call. Wow. That, I mean, I was not, when you said, like, that was his, her biological father was like, that's not what she said. I know. There's no way <laughs> she just said that out loud. But she did. And she did. She did. Mind blown. I know, right? Uh, let's go to Molly. We've got Molly on the line. Hi, Molly. Molly, who was your favorite teacher and what made him so amazing? Hi. Um. So my favorite teacher was actually my second and third grade teacher, Miss Smith and Miss Held, um, from Kenwood Elementary in Minneapolis. Um, and what made them special is I did not know that they were together until I was in ninth grade and figured it out because they had to keep it hush-hush. But the thing that made them so special is my parents had um, teacher dinners. So every time we got a new teacher every year, our teachers got invited over to have dinner with our family. And once you were invited, you kept coming. So, like, once I got to high school, I had wow. majority of my teachers all there. And That's so we've awesome. become really close family friends with a lot of our teachers. And I actually got to officiate at my second grade teacher's funeral because I'm a pastor. Oh. So very, very special. Molly, that's so cool. Thank you that's for really calling. Special. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> that's my friend Molly. I was going to say, I hope you know Molly. That's weird otherwise. Uh, no, but I never had heard that story, and that's so cool. Um, let's go to Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Gretchen, who is your favorite teacher, and what was so amazing about them? My fourth grade teacher at Gonzales Elementary in Santa Fe, Mrs. Giebel. Um, I was going to a new, it was a new school for me, and I was the outcast, uh, freckle-faced, red-headed, pale girl. Mm. And didn't, no one was including me, and uh, she was kind and sweet and made school feels safe oh that's so great that's always special yeah gretchen thank you for sharing that um we did get a tweet from lisa marie who said my favorite teacher mr burke fifth grade he was also a part-time minneapolis police officer who would bring the canine unit in for show and tell for his class and school he taught us how to take pictures and develop the film in his classroom dark room that's very cool who was your favorite teacher um i had so many teachers i I was trying to think like who do i want to pick Right. Because uh, like they, they, I had different teachers for different things. But one, I just love saying her name, Rhoda Durr, was my third grade teacher. Mm. And she she was just like a very creative person and like allowed everyone to be super creative. And then I just Googled her to see like what she's up to. She passed away. Oh, no. In 2019. Oh. But anyway, um, yeah, she was an amazing lady. 
That's so, how, what teacher. grade was that? Did you third say third grade? Third grade. Yeah. Um, I didn't have really great elementary school teachers. That doesn't mean that there oh aren't. God, I hope they're not listening. No, they're not. I mean, I'm sorry. I should I should revise <laughs> that up until third grade. Okay. I didn't have. Uh, in fact, actually, I had pretty terrible school situations. Oh no. Yeah. Really, like, yeah, it was rough. But, but. My favorite teacher in high school was at Minneapolis South High School. His name is Dave Benkin, and he was hands down my very, very favorite teacher to this day. What made him special? He So he taught um, English and humanities, but he made me excited about Shakespeare, which oh. is like not an easy yeah. thing to get people excited sure. about. But he was also just one of those people that like you felt like he was delighted by you whenever you showed up in class and he was excited to teach and he was excited about the content and he was excited about you and whatever weird ideas you brought to the table he celebrated and he just i just he really like made learning fun yeah holly you want to drop in a favorite teach oh i got lots of favorite teaches Mm -hmm. uh you know at farmington high Mm -hmm. school in farmington minnesota still teaching there my friend beth braylon she was my teacher now she is a friend there was jeff gotwig there was stephen geis there was jim veum all these people i think what when you say their favorite teacher it's that they have the ability to see something in you that you Mm. don't see in yourself Mm -hmm. and at that young age having someone give, give like a positive like i see something in you that you don't see in yourself so why don't you go and do that yeah yeah teacher Yay, teachers! It's so true. And like you said, Holly, there are so many that like it's you hate to narrow narrow it down. Oh, the other yeah. thing too is you do on for days. You do do get into this weird phase where you realize like you're an adult and the teachers are also adults, and like you do sometimes forge friendships with. Like I remember that with college professors, where I was like. Oh, we can be friends once college is done. You're human. Right? You're human beings. Who knew? I know. That's always fun. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley shoe. Shoe? Yay, teachers. (laughs) And I bet they're all so proud of us here talking Uh, Hollywood gossip on the radio. Sure. Yeah. No, they're, yeah, they're happy. We need (laughs) to, we need to talk as a family, you guys. Um, We've got some big Chonus news. Oh, maybe. Yes, Queen. Do we? I don't know. We need to talk. There's a Chonus bonus coming right at you after this on My Talk 1071. OMG, is it possible that Chonus is no mo? What? This is the what? Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Oh, look at this. This is story has changed. Uh, and this is the Colleen and Bradley show. And when we talk about Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, we have a little Jonas bonus. It's time for a Jonas bonus. What's um, going on over there? Well, this story has changed. Ooh, you know was how it? this happens. It? Yeah, it's usually because somebody's PR people got back to the tabloid mm-hmm. and was like, stop telling lies. So yesterday, yesterday, we actually like touched on this very briefly. Was it, I don't remember, Holly. Was it during a... Dirt Alert update yesterday. I think we were talking off the air. Okay. Because it was something that it was like, oh, completely forgot that this happened over the weekend. Oh, yes. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. That Priyanka Chopra sparked some rumors after she removed her last name from her Instagram profile. Okay. Meaning she dropped the Jonas because her name is Priyanka Chopra Jonas. She dropped the Jonas and everybody was like, hold the phone. What's going on? And everybody went bonkers. 
So like, so I was like, well, we got to talk about this tomorrow. So yeah, I of went and got the story, and then I came back to the same story today. Yeah. And the headline is the headline that yesterday was like basically trouble in paradise. Are uh-huh. they broken up? She's just dropped her last names. Headline today: Nick Jonas seemingly shuts down Priyanka Chopra breakup rumors. Oh, how is he seemingly shutting down breakup rumors? Well, thank you for asking. Also, nice try getting us to talk about a potential breakup when there probably isn't one, but just by like clickety clacking something over an Insta's. Right. Okay. Sure. Um. So I think okay. So this came from a Dumois Q and A session. Which is a blind item source. Thank you. So I think you guys are talking about them because she removed Jonas from her name on Instagram. Uh, the anonymous user uh, who is beside behind the celebrity gossip page said, quote, I heard that that is not a good sign of things to come. She's also working on a few projects overseas. So perhaps the distance has caused a strain on the relationship. So that's kind of where the conversation started. Now, reps for Priyanka and Nick did not immediately respond to requests for comment. However... Um, apparently Nick Jonas has started to shut down rumors. I don't see what he's doing to shut down rumors though. Um, also I'm getting pop-up ads. Thank you. In touch weekly middle finger to you. They just played you. Mm, They sure did. Ah! Um, yeah, I don't, I like what Nick. Okay. (laughs) Nick took to TikTok to seemingly shut down. Speculation while flipping through a magazine about his life, he paused on a photo of him and Priyanka. The photo from the Cannes Film Festival with the beautiful Priyanka Chopra Jonas. He gushed, placing emphasis on Jonas. This all happened over TikTok. Yeah, so it's clear that their relationship is still in full effect. I would imagine this was just like a PR stunt to get people to flap their traps. I think you are 3,000%. On it. Because there's no reason to believe. I mean, this will be one of those publicationships, like another one, which we didn't, as a family, get to talk about together. But with the end of Shamila, like, it's going to end with a whimper and not a bang or whatever, because meaning, okay, so publicationship is a relationship as used for publicity, often exhibited by celebrities. Shamila is Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello, shorthanding it for the listeners who are like, um... Also, why are you talking like that to your radio? That's weird. Um, We're not going to talk back to you. Okay. But we are. Sorry, we have to. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Talking back to us. (laughs) But the moral of the story is um, the excuse that Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello gave for why they were no more last week Mm -hmm. was because they've just decided to, things got boring and they decided to move on as just friends. Mm hmm. Which is a thing that uh, celebrities will do. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. End up relationship when they realize in the future they're going to have to work together mm-hmm. and they are going to have to continue. Like they, like they like each other. Right. They've always been friends this entire time. Right. Despite like just take the headlines that you've read about their love away behind the scenes because we know we were there mm-hmm. there they've been friends for over a decade they'll continue to be friends for well over a decade and they will probably collaborate and work together and so they don't want to create an opportunity wherein you're like why would you work together because that takes a lot of work right. to manage like well why would you work together if you you know broke up but then it also requires you to believe and that this i know i'm talking about sean mendez and camilla cabello but i think the same applies to priyanka chopra and nick jonas you you then have to make this like weird mental gymnastics where you're like, we were madly in love with each other. And then we were like, yeah, I'm kind of bored with this, but I'm still really going to be best friends with this person. Right. Like what that how what relationship have you ever known where that happened? It's not or believable. successfully. Not many people will say they want to be best friends. But my point is, like, if they were madly, deeply in love, why would they split up unless there was some like weird functional reason, which, again, they've given us nothing. Right. It's simply. So they're lying. Yeah. And my assumption is the reason they're lying is because they would like the opportunity to be able to work together in the future and maintain their friendship. And when it comes to Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, this is all just amounting to needing to get people talking about them again. But and I think ultimately, if their if their relationship actually if their you know marriage does go in a different direction, I'm not saying they don't. I mean, I don't know what's yeah. really going on. But my point right. is that the relationship they use for publicity side of things, yep. if that disappears one day, it will be under amicable circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It'll just sort of fizzle out. And listen, I blame us, not us, yeah. but the world, because we'll just believe what anybody tells us. Not yeah. us, though. Not, not us. us. Not Stay us. with us. Stick with us, noon to three. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley noon show, the world. celebrities behaving badly, we call them demons. After this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. Hello. And uh, we have a name for the celebrities behaving badly, and that name is. D-bang. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D bag? Mick Jagger. Oh, he's got moves. What's going on uh, yes, he does actually have moves, and uh, he moved himself over to Austin, Texas. You know, he's doing this tour with the Rolling Stones, yeah. and um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, diddly diddly, let's go back in time and remember something that happened. Thank, oh, Holly, thank you for the time machine. Do you remember when he was in town? Do you remember how he had a concert? Do you remember how he was like, thank you, Minneapolis. It was so great. We went to Matt's and had a Juicy Lucy. And then we went to the 5-8 Club and had a Juicy Lucy. And then we went to Grumpy's and we had a premium. And then he went to Texas and and we said the very same thing. Yeah. Well, now he's apparently Uh, in Texas. Oh, he must have gone back. Yeah, he's in Austin. This Uh, is from like literally two days ago. I mean, he's still doing it. He's in Austin. Yeah. Actually, it was yesterday. And uh, I think he might have been in Dallas before or Saturday, November 20th. He was in Austin. Yeah. And he had, that's where when he had his concert at Circuit of the Americas on Saturday, the 20th. And uh, he made a couple stops. Now, the reason why he's my D bag is because 
There's actually photographic evidence of him at the places he said he went to. Oh, wait a minute. So he's telling the truth? Apparently he's telling the truth. But oh. what makes me angry about that, not angry, that I am definitely being dramatic. I don't actually care. <laughs> but that he totally lied. And and nobody, like, and he's Mick Jagger. So nobody, like, really did their due diligence. And here he is now in Austin and he's eating tacos and he's eating their food. And going to their places. Who watches The Watchmen? Thank you, Holly. Well, (laughs) one wonders if perhaps he heard all of the pushback that he was getting the multiple times that he has done this where there was no photographic evidence. Yeah. Because literally after he left here, he went, it must have been Dallas where he did a concert and there was a whole write up about all the different places that he went to. He went to the best Mexican food restaurant. He went to the best, uh, barbecue restaurant and like he did all the things but they're like everybody's like we didn't see him but uh right yeah so then he shows up in austin and there's actually pictures of him outside yeah. so broken people spoke. Were like, look yeah eating, you're gonna have to put up or shut up eating tacos i mean he's doing all the austin stuff now i will say here's what bothered me about the minneapolis thing i'll just say it he did the Rolling Stones or members of the Rolling Stones did eat at Minnesota establishments. They or Minneapolis establishments. They do that anyway, right? Because they got to eat. But they definitely went to Spoon and Stable in downtown Minneapolis. How do we know that? Uh, because eyewitnesses witnessed oh. it. Like that is at, there's like some there's been scuttle and confirmation that they did eat at at, at Spoon and Stable. But then why didn't he just say that on the stage? Well, because that's a fancy restaurant. Yeah. That's not, not so of, annoying. That's not like of the people. Like mm-hmm. people don't want to hear about Mick Jagger going to Spoon and Stable. Look, I love Spoon and Stable. Some of my best friends. Some of my are best friends Spoon are Spoon and Stable. Stable. But I think perhaps the argument could be made that his PR people put out the Matt's Juicy Lucy 5-8 Club because perhaps it was more, uh, you know. That's how you sound the, like you're one of us. Yeah. Which is really strange. That they want to go all proletariat, the Rolling Stones, when they're charging $500 for a ticket. Thank you, Holly. That surprises you in some way that, I don't know, everything is real and nothing smokes? Can I I just tell you, when my husband saw the Rolling Stones back in the day, day, like I think in high school, back when you had to go, do you remember this? When you had to go to the Ticketmaster booth? Mm Mm-hmm. Or what was it called? It wasn't called Ticketmaster. Yeah, you had to go to Rainbow. Rainbow Foods in in Uptown Minneapolis. And you'd go there and you'd stand in line and then you'd get your tickets. They had like second row tickets that they paid $40 for. Yeah, that's because they didn't make thousands. Well, it's because they made money on albums. Right. And now it's the time. Everybody wants, well, but it's our fault. Yeah. We demanded free music. Yep, it's true. So if you're going to demand free music, then the artist is going to have to screw you somehow. Mm -hmm. And how do you want it? Do you, you know, want to spend $340 on a ticket? Yeah, no. I guess. I, I mean, don't I don't because generally speaking, there's like a handful of people I would ever go see for that price. And by handful, I mean maybe one or two. When it's the mostly Stones, Adele. Like, yeah, I don't know right. Else so would you would be. go see Adele. But yeah. you know what? Listen, do you know what the Stones did? I'm sorry. We're going to get to your D bag. But when the Stones were here, ticket wise, they did this thing. I think I told you this called the Lucky Dip. Yeah. Where you didn't know until you showed up for the show where you paid $40 for the ticket yeah. or $45 or whatever. That's kind of a nice gig, though, yeah. right? And then you got a seat. Well, the place wasn't totally packed. And so you 
a lot of people got the lucky dip, got good seats. And I would just like for Adele to do the lucky dip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or any artist, frankly, Thank because you. again, you know, um, it's just, re- it's prohibitively expensive for most people, which means that increasingly art is only for those who can afford it, which I would just argue is probably a bad idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. Luckily, the art you hear on this station is absolutely free, but please go support local business. Thank you. And Bradley, who is your D-bag? Uh, my D-bag is a bunch of hecklers. Oh. I think that uh, people might have been inclined to make the subject of the hecklers a D-bag. But let me tell you the story. I don't know if you saw this about Tiffany, our good friend Tiffany. She mm. thinks we're alone now. Mm-hmm. She was having a rough her. go uh, in Melbourne, Florida on Sunday night. And she, I guess, has had some voice issues. Look. I don't care. I imagine that when you're Tiffany and you're belting out a song that was popular when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. it's understandable that every performance in Melbourne, Florida, 30 some years later is probably not going to be your best. 30 some years, 40 some years. No. 80s, 90s. Four, 30. 30, 30 some, some years, years. Right. Math. Yeah. Math is hard, man, when you're old. Yeah. So 30 some years later, like I like if you go if you're going to see Tiffany in Melbourne, Florida, and she's not performing up to your standards, Melbourne. <laughs> like, take a look mm, at your life. Yeah. <laughs> just maybe like look in a mirror in the bathroom <laughs> and cry yourself uh, back to Tiffany. Because she the the story in TMZ as they broke it was struggle Tiffany struggles through I think we're alone now bleep you she says to fans and then the story tells uh, us that um, near the end of the song she appears uh, to hear or see something that she doesn't like in the crowd and then tells them to bleep you what we don't know but it sounds like a rep says that she just lost her voice and got frustrated with her performance which you know. Again, it happens. Totally mm-hmm. understandable. And while some people be like, stop yelling at your fans to bleep off. I'm like, who's the fan that is triggered in a <laughs> Tiffany concert because they're not up to snuff? Okay. What? Also, I'm watching the video and like, I can't tell what's going on. I can't hear her, but she does look like she's just like bleep all of you. And it seems like she understands that, you know, you're hi. I'm. I've been again, singing the same damn again, song. How do you want to support for 30 years. Thank you. Thank you. You want to support it so that Tiffany needs to go on the road 30 years from now so that she can like have health insurance. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't blame her for getting ticked off one oh night in gosh. Melbourne. Um, I mean, I maybe wouldn't choose the same words because I think you just yelling bleep you into a crowd is while <clears throat> probably satisfying. It's going to put you on TMZ. Mm-hmm. It's going yeah, well, to, well, hey, you, you know, be. for her, when was the last time we were talking about Tiffany? I'll tell you. I feel like she was on um, Celebrity Fit Club. She was. <laughs> That's the last time this. I was talking about Tiffany. We talked about it. Yeah. Didn't we? Well, I don't know if it was Celebrity Fit Club, but I know we've talked about Tiffany's roller coaster. Yeah. Pastimes. Yeah. I don't, or like side hustles. Cause I don't, I wouldn't call it a career. Well, cause then do you remember <clears> that <throat> she also did a, she did a country album, I think as an adult or like, I mean, not that she wasn't an adult when she, but as like a, yeah. Yeah. Like in the last decade or two, I feel like she did a country album. Seems like I totally feel like plausible. she's out there trying to do her hustle and how dare anybody you know, critique her performance, like you said. Well, I just feel like in a bar in 
Like if you're getting ticked off Florida. at a bar in Melbourne, Florida by Tiffany's performance of I Think We're Alone Now, <laughs> it says far more about you and your life choices as that you does said, about Tiffany. than it does about Tiffany yeah. and hers. I just feel sad for Tiffany and I feel, you know, uh, nothing for you other than maybe just like give her a round of applause. To that point, though, I will say um, the crowd helped her along and, you know, helped her finish the song. Well, good. I mean, that's yeah. what the crowd's supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to be singing like it's your concert, yeah. right? Like well, that's, that's, I know you have a story. whole thing with that, but yeah. I will just say like when you're at, but in this but moment, this, yes. yeah, on, this, is in this, moment this is where, where you, you should be performing. Yeah. Exactly. To make her feel better. Cause you're like, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, she's still doing the thing from 30 years ago. I would like you to dial back 30 years ago. Remember what you were doing mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to be doing that right now. Oh gosh. No. And have done it for the last 30 years. Yeah, no, I can't kick and stretch and kick like that anymore. Now we all understand why Madonna's ticked off at the world and looks like an alien. (laughs) Because we have expected her to do the same damn chorus of celebration or holiday or whatever. Do Freebird Honey celebration. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's that song? Celebration. Well, Well, that's holiday. Yeah, there is celebration. What's celebration? There's a song called Celebration. Oh, it's a okay. good one. Get the oh. cars. <laughs> How you doing I, over there, house? <laughs> it's, it's a fine. celebration. That's the song. You did a great job. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. Uh, when we I've were, evolved. Yes, you have. Yeah. You're not still doing the, the same thing you were doing at Farmington High School in May of whatever that was 30 years ago. No well, math. Well, we're I would have been math. in elementary school. Okay, so. thanks. Now we're yeah. all old. That would be 1991. You weren't even born when Tiffany was in the mall. Oh, nope. man, those were good days. When we return, oh, man, I I miss mall concerts. I miss malls. You know, again, that just too. to be fair, uh, to be fair, I'm not being fair, uh, to... Uh, bring up something that happened this weekend. I was in where I like an area close to where I grew up. We were in Chicago. I grew up outside the suburbs or in the suburbs of Chicago. There was a mall. So I was like, the next time we come, I want to go to where I used to live. And I wanted to see some places because there was this, the mall that we used to always go to. So middle school and junior high, that's where I lived. And I remember the mall because in our age group, mm-hmm. the mall was a defining institution yeah. for teenagers, yes. right? And young adults it was like our it was like the pastime go to the mall and so um he looked jamie was looking up the mall as we were driving home yesterday and was like naming off all the places in the mall and i was like oh god oh god they've all like it was all of these you know like the sort of like post mall interlo like the places that have taken over malls that you just are you're like oh that's so sad yeah and it I don't is. want to name them because then it will sound like I'm attacking individual businesses. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there, there would be like a blood bank yeah. or like a, you know, Shriners yeah. office or something. Like malls are just not the locus of retail glory. No, now they're just buildings with the with exception offices. of a few, some of which are in our own backyard. It's thank true. God. Mall of America, Rosedale, mm-hmm. all the Dales. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular mall that was the mall of my childhood is just like a wasteland of... It's so sad. Like sadness. It is so sad. It's so sad to go walking through a mall like that too, where you used to hang out and see all the empty storefronts. Yeah. And just be like, what are we going to do with all this? Yeah. Yeah. Or there's like a, you know, Halloween pop up shop yeah. or something, right? <laughs> like, like, great. 
Where are kids going to go and browse the over-the-hill nudie birthday cards yeah. when there's no Spencer's, Spencer's left? Right? You know how many times I had to unfold that card? By the way, Three ours... times, because weren't they like three pieces? Oh, they were like, huge. Burp, burp, burp. Wiener. Where's the Spencer? Are there Spencer's? There, Spencer's exist, but I feel like Spencer's has pivoted to like supplying. In- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Vader's Hot paraphernalia. Listen, yeah. Spencer, kids don't need Spencers I, to look at sneak wieners anymore. <laughs> sneak wieners. Because but also, it wasn't they, just they sneak got wieners. The internet. Lest you think we're, we were just, you know, looking at sneak wieners. <laughs> <laughs> I remember posters oh, yeah. were huge oh, yeah. at Spencers and also like those weird gag gifts. Oh, yeah. Like over the hill things and like uh, just like weird. I, I would love to interview the buyer from Spencers. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, like over the hill boner pills. <laughs> yes, but it was just jelly beans. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, and because this was before Viagra. And you could also get. Thank you, Holly, and thank you, Adele, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk One Zero Seven One. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, like I said, it's time for us to rock down to Iroll Avenue. Yes, we need to head down there because our good friend Tori Misspelling is uh, yapping again. Oh, wait. Now, I know we talked about her and her beautiful hol- holiday uh, card fans, Dean, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, over there on the farm. <laughs> exactly. You know, the Tori Spelling farm. Which is, that's a thing. Anyways, mm-hmm. Tori Spelling, or I should say, rather, OK Magazine somehow got an interview with a source close to Tori while Dean is out of town. And lo I and behold, that lo and behold, your eyes are literally, obviously, it's so obvious, going to roll out of your head. OK, um, so. Here are some things that I love about this. First, we know that Tori Spelling, just to catch the listeners up, Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott are probably not getting a divorce, but they want you to think they are because Mm -hmm. that drives traffic to whatever, you know, she's trying to get off the ground in terms of, I don't know, a reality show or some project to make money because she is a hustler. She ain't getting money from daddy. She needs a job. And if I can just add to that, and even if they are getting a divorce, they're getting what they want out of the story of them getting a divorce. Oh, yeah. Maybe they've been divorced for five years. Don't I don't know. know. It doesn't but, matter. But if you really are going to do that thing, you just do it. You don't take us all on a ride. No. Thank and, you. And, but, but one of the things I love about this is that it's OK Magazine. So this is how you know the call is coming from inside the house. And we say this often when there's an exclusive somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like if, if a tabloid claims an exclusive, 
It probably because to celebrities, everybody, the media, they're lazy. Mm-hmm. They're lazy. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna tell you, they're mm-hmm. lazy. Mm-hmm. I know media. Some of my best friends media. are media. Some of my f- best friends. <laughs> we work in the media. We're, we're actually we're media. Very lazy. Yeah. Um, so I'll say I the quiet say part that. out loud. You did. But what that means is in the age of uh, 2021, year 2021, is that they're not going to work that hard. They're not journalists. I mean, there are actual journalists doing entertainment reporting, mm-hmm. but for the most part, tabloids just need content. And very often, as you know, in our business, it's not celebrities sending us press releases, but it's people who have stories that they want to get out in yeah. public um channels right and so we get tons of these you know pitch emails like trying to convince us that so-and-so's book or so-and-so's appearance on a show or so-and-so's latest you know hair binder project is worthy of 10 minutes of our time that however um is also the case for celebrities with tabloids and so when Mm -hmm. you see that an exclusive source is talking to okay magazine I am all in that Tori Spelling is sending the news directly to okay because think about it like it's not people mm-hmm. because for the most part people's like Tori come on right like we got other fish to fry we got mm-hmm. Meghan Markle's yeah we got Oprah Winfrey's yeah. we got Britney Spears mm-hmm. okay is exactly what it is yeah. okay. okay I mean they tried to put the exclamation <laughs> yeah. point on it to convince you otherwise yeah but you and I both know that okay is just okay. should be titled meh meh I think we've said that before. I think we probably have. Anyway, um, so the exclusive source says that... It should be called OK, a magazine. A meh. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, Thanks. As rumors continue... All day? Well, just as, three. <laughs> just kidding. As rumors continue to mount that Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott's 15-year marriage is on the brink of collapse, as rumors continue mm-hmm. to mount... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's giving no. those rumors? Okay. An insider is shedding some light on what brought the former lovebirds to the point. Not even to the point of divorce. No. The point. point. Because I don't think any of this is real. Yeah. The point being uh, the rumors of divorce. I mean, it's nothing. There's not a destination. We're still... In this limbo. is all created yeah, by it, Tori Spelling with a legal pad. Yeah, yeah. It's not an album by <laughs> Harry Nielsen. And a phone Nielsen. and a blazer. She had a blazer and yeah. a business, like a smart business look on her face. Oh, I'm business. Talking to an, an attorney with a, allegedly, I don't know, uh, with a legal pad that had Listen, things to do. Let's include just... get divorced, get attention for divorce, estimate for pig pen. That oh. one was a true one. We met the pig. Well, she threw in that so we'd all believe it. Yeah. Right? It's just the thing about the thing that's uh, pausing on that exact photograph that was, you know, a moment, those tabloidized. We we are the ones that filled in the blank that she was talking on the phone to a lawyer because that's the acting that was taking place. Yeah. Right? Like we were and it worked. Yeah. In the sense that we were like, oh, she must be talking to her lawyer. Like we couldn't even catch ourselves in her lie. Yeah. Do you want to know why they broke up? Because remember, OK is giving us inside sources. Yeah. Well, what's funny is they don't really give you a reason, although they promise a reason. What they do is say things like, you know, um, they've really only been doing this for the children, uh, essentially, which is like, okay, that's like a hundred year old excuse for a while. They seemingly stayed together for the sake of their five kids. 
that's the only reason they've lasted this long. But they've been miserable for ages. And really, they're saying that she has been miserable for ages and she has only stayed together for her kids because you don't hear anything about Dean other than to say that he went to go film in Canada. And it really is just nothing more than... um, you know, her being miserable, having stayed together for the kids, but now she got a pig and she's happy. And she don't need that well, other pig. The pig looks happy Dean. too. <laughs> well, the pig was smiling on the holiday what card. Thank you. When the pig makes the holiday card and your husband doesn't. Who's the pig? Oof. That's the question. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're talking about all those turkey day stores shutting down like Target.